Thanks for joining us in the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette, where we discuss the empty nest and beyond. This is Christy Robinette. And this is Chuck Robinette. And this is the Robinette's Nest. <laughs> we need to have almost have music da, between da, that. Da, 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 da. Wow, that's not the music I think we should be having. I guess not. So today, we're still in January. Yes, we are. We got a ton of snow yesterday or the day before. Day yesterday. And I am burned out. <laughs> so we'll talk more about that. In a little bit. Okay. But I wanted to talk about jobs and like our first jobs and our worst jobs and our best jobs and all of that. You know, as you're you're doning uh, Scrooge Duck. Uh, Scrooge McDuck t-shirt on, yeah. So we've got that going. So what was your first job? My absolute first job. I was 15 years old. And I remember we had to go down to Dearborn and I had to fill out papers to get working papers. I don't know if they still have that now, but in order to work, you had to be 16 or above. And if you wanted to work at 15, you had to get working papers. So I had to go down there and get working papers. I forgot all about that. A whole lot of work just to get a stupid job. Yeah. And my first job was at Frank's Nursery and Crafts. Did you do crafts? No. Did you teach crafts? No, I pushed a broom. Did you and take I care of nursery plants. babies? Yes. Not nursery babies. No, a lot of plants. <laughs> a lot of plants. There was an Asian guy. I don't know if he was Korean. I can't remember what he was exactly. He didn't like anybody. He was a grump. It's kind of like, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge talking about Scrooge and McDuck. But he liked me for some stupid reason. And I would water the plants, you know, out in the back. I was always outside mostly, except at the end of the night, I had to push a broom. But that was my first job at 15, Frank's Nursery and Crafts. And you still, all these years, you still water the plants. Still water the plants. But you don't get paid. No. How long were you there for? Oh, a few months. I don't even know. It was like a summer job. Uh, oh, that's all? Well, that was my first job. You asked about first jobs. That was my first job. Yeah. yeah. And I used to have to ride my stupid bike, my 10-speed, and it was... Four and a half, five miles to get there. Didn't matter if it was raining, didn't matter, whatever. I had to ride my bike to work, then work, and then ride my bike back. Yeah. So. Wow. Minimum wage. Minimum wage. I'm sure it was like $3 back in those days. Probably. But yeah, that was my first job. I used to hate it because they would, you know, like make a call and you'd have to go get the the peat moss and the cow manure and the rocks and that and put it in people's trunks. And that was like, okay, too much work for what we're doing here. What I'm <laughs> getting paid. That was so much work. The pay level was just too much. My first job, I babysat. You know, that's kind of what we always yeah. did was we babysat. You know, actually I babysat too, but yeah. And But my first paycheck, paycheck, like official job was I worked for a miniature golf course. Ooh. And I have kind of a weird story okay, with tell that. Okay, tell us a story, Christy. So I was 15. I also had to do working papers. I didn't drive. Somebody took me to there. Drive, drop you off. And it was not a putt-putt golf. It was miniature, miniature golf. golf. And if you answered putt-putt or if you said anything putt-putt, it was, it was so not. Pop, pop. And that was in Garden City, right? It, yeah, Garden City, Michigan. 
And so it was owned by a woman and a man, and they lived next door to it. They lived in that great big brick house next okay. to it. Right. And there were no bathrooms there. Ah. So <laughs> I already have like this, I don't know, paranoia. Like if we go to a restaurant or if we're at a concert hall, like I have to know where the bathroom Where's is. Where's the bathroom? Even like if I don't have a problem. Like, right. I still like, I have okay. to know just in case I have Scoping a problem. Out where the bathroom is. There was no porta john. Nope. There was no bathroom. So if I had to go to the bathroom, because you worked by yourself, right. I had to call them and wait for them to come over. And then I had to walk to the McDonald's, which right. is like a Kitty quarter corner. of a mile yeah, away. Like when you're walking, it was kitty corner yeah oh my gosh it was horrible so i didn't last there long my mm. my my job was what color ball would you like we have got yeah. orange yellow green and blue i know i'd been there before probably when you were there probably I know, but i wasn't there for very long and right after i left uh the wife ended up murdering her husband oh there you go yeah so that was a fun that's a fun story if it was me i would have been peeing on the 18th green <laughs> Oh my gosh, we didn't have like what do they call them like the WeGos now, where the right. women have the yeah. There wasn't anything like, like that. that. And then I worked for Flash and Fashion. You probably saw me there too. Probably. I pierced ears. Oh my god. So I've been working since I was. I think I've been babysitting since I was like eleven. Slave labor. I know, and I wonder if that's why I'm like so burned out. Maybe. So, what was your favorite job? I'm still looking for it. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, uh, my second job was, again, a summer job. It was the following year. I was 16, so I was driving, and then I had to ride my bike five miles to work. But it was at Hardee's. We had Hardee's in Michigan then. We still do now, but there's only a couple. And it was Hardee's. It was in uh, Dearborn Heights on Ford Road in Inkster. It's on Ramshorn, I think, now. Mm. And uh, I liked Hardee's food, and my logic was, Okay, McDonald's is always busy, so why bust your ass when you can work at Hardee's and no one shows up there and still get paid the same, right? So it was my logic. So I'd go to Hardee's, and I liked their food. It was different than it is now, but it was really good, and uh, I enjoyed that job. I used to show up, like, on a Saturday night just to hang out, you know, and say hi to the guys and that, and they say, well, we need help. We need help. And, of course, I'm 16, and I'm underage, and I'm drinking beer in my car, don't ask. Oh my gosh. So I would come in and I'd be pretty much lit. I am so the opposite of any of this. <laughs> pretty drunk. And they say, here, even though I was wearing jeans, they just give me another top and say, here, work the register. So I'd be like, hey, welcome to Hardy's. What can I get for you? <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember those days. It was I, fun stuff. Chuck was a like bad boy back yeah. in the day. And I am like the opposite. I am the whole goody goody two shoes type. I, I was the guy that you, you know you didn't want your daughter to date, basically. Yeah, my parents would have hated you. <sighs> they would have loved hated me. I would have, you. I would have schmoozed them. I don't know. I I dated a guy that was in a band. He had long hair. He ended up working with Ronnie James Dio. Oh, man. I like him and already. And he, my parents hated him. I don't understand. I should have married Ronnie James Dio. Oh, my gosh. He, yeah, he was. And I ended up seeing him years later. I was in a, I was in a movie mm -hmm. with Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. Side note. I was in a movie with Drew Barrymore and he was like the lighting guy. Wow. And he like looked at me and he was like, Christy, hey, I'm like, Christy. look how far we've both look come. Look how far. 
I'm an extra in, in a, a roller movie. derby movie, and he's like a lighting guy dragging wow. cores around. A long way from the <laughs> putt putt. Oh, that's right. We can't say putt No, putt. I wasn't. No, I didn't know him then. That, this was like a completely oh. not connected at Got all. Got it. So your favorite job was Hardee's. You know what? My it was fa- just the people. No, my actually my favorite job. I don't know being what was my next me. one. Oh, that too. And that's a job, folks. It's being a dad. Me. It's it's a job. Um, <laughs> I worked at Peaches Records and Tapes. That was my first full-time job. I guess I must have been out of school or whatever. And it was in Dearborn. It used to be an old Wrigley's grocery store. And a manager's office was inside the cooler, which obviously wasn't cold. But we had <laughs> to open not. up the, you know, the metal door. And that was the thing. And I worked at Peaches Records and Tapes. And I loved it. Except for the fact that it was full time. So I was on my feet for eight hours. Mm. I wasn't used to that. And I didn't like that part of it. But I loved being with Records and well, Tapes. Well, I can see. Because I don't know why you never pursued music or comic books or sports like uh, doing being like in a sports announcer or nice work if you can get it i guess it's just a matter of getting it yeah uh yeah i don't know uh because those are your niches yeah i was good in the record store i always thought maybe i could get a job like a dearborn music but i never tried that was like the big record store that had everything and had knowledgeable people or they had harmony houses too and those yeah, days they didn't really know much at harmony they House, didn't really though. know much no. it was just Minimum wage there, too. And comic books, minimum wage, too. I mean, I could have done it. I would have been good at it. You know, we got a friend, Andy, and he I remember him back in the day at the comic book store. Classic comic in Livonia. But, uh, yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been like a dream job, I guess. Yeah. I always wanted to be a cartoonist or some kind of an artist like that. And I was always really good at it. Except my curse was, and don't ask me why, I guess when I was really, really young, I used to draw on, like, my grandparents' Christmas cards or Mother's Day cards or whatever. And I draw a little picture. And I guess they must have thought I was cute or my mother thought I was cute. So I would have all these cards for aunts, uncles, whatever, grandparents. And I would have to draw in each and every one of these cards. And I dreaded it. It becomes like a job. Oh, my God, yes. You'd kind of still do that now, though. Yeah, I guess. but uh, It's on your terms. Right. And that was just it. And uh, my Uncle Joe, he had a brother, Matt. I think he's since passed away, too. He was in uh, graphic art somehow, whatever, graphic artist. And I thought maybe I'd go into that. And he talked me out of it. He said, no, no one ever do it. It's a cutthroat business. You know, companies can come and they can put bids on, you know, say an, an ad for whatever, for a car company. And you put up the whole ad, you draw everything up. And they look at it and they might not choose you. They might choose, choose somebody else. So you didn't get paid for what you did. So. So Griffin's trying to get his. He's in the middle. And he, he just was trying to get. That was him. Yeah, he was, was trying him. to. It wasn't me snorting. <laughs> it was she's trying, trying to talk. <laughs> so I, I should have been an artist. Everyone always said he should have been an artist. Should have been, but, you know. But now it's graphic. Yeah. So, I mean, everything's, everything's computer. computerized. So. so that takes everything away, too. Yeah. It's I, I don't know. I am. Um, I'm doing my dream job. Obviously, I am. Yeah. I love what I do. For those of you that don't you do. know who what I do or who what what who I am. She I'm, cleans houses for a living. I I don't. Well, I do. <laughs> ah, but yeah, I clean, our house, your dad's house. <laughs> no, I do. Yeah. No, I mean of spirits. Oh, that's I true. do that. That's true. But no. So I am a psychic medium. So I've seen spirits since I was young, and so I talk to the spirit world, and I am. The medium between both of the worlds. I'm the telephone operator. 
And I'm married to a medium. Yeah, that's true. I wish I was a medium now, though. I'm just not. I'm like an extra large. But anyway. <laughs> that's, my, that's my line. Yeah. It's but anyway. Like, anyway. So, yeah, I'm doing that. But, and I love what I do. And I love what I do at the office. And I'm doing okay at the office. But I am dealing with, the only thing I can classify it as is burnout, burnout. syndrome. Right. Yeah. I am so, and those of you that are like, that's not a thing. Oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. And it's it's different than depression because I'm not depressed, but I'm so I'm so just the daily the daily stress of everything. And it's it's sort of like a series of grief mm-hmm. and um physical and mental and just a lot like I'm just, I'm having a problem. And you always do. And you, especially this time of year, because the holidays have come by. Yeah. Everything's done. And you've got to, you know, you didn't work as much during the holidays because obviously you're busy with the holidays. But I was like this before the holidays. Yeah. But then, you know, you got to fill these days in. And then between me going to the doctor or the hospital and your dad and my mother, everything all this past year. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of filling in and moving people around and. So they say, according to recent research, 28% of working Americans are dealing with burnout. And that rate jumps to 54% for people who are in a caregiving type of a field, like a self-help field, whether it's a physician, a surgeon, a a therapist, a psychic medium, for sure. And that a lot of times they don't show symptoms, you know, such as Mm -hmm. the high levels of stress. But it shows up as like extreme fatigue. And yeah. I could go to bed right now and I could sleep until right now the next and, day. And she's not kidding. Folks. She can actually do this. And I'm not I'm not a sleeper like that. Like right. I typically need eight hours of sleep. Yeah. But I'm I don't, not but... I'm not like that. So and I don't feel frazzled. I, I don't feel like I hate my job. Like I don't feel right. like I don't want to do my job. I am just. I guess they say it's glorified stress yeah. is burnout. So the the things are it's chronic fatigue, mm-hmm. physical and emotional exhaustion. That's like the early signs right. of it. And the questions that you're supposed to ask, like, do you have it or don't you, is do I wake up tired even if I go to bed early? Absolutely. Yes. Am I moving more slowly than usual? Yes. Yes. Do even small tasks feel like they take more energy? God, yes. Yes. Am I dreading what lies ahead today and tomorrow? Yeah, we uh, talked about that kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of. Because I'm, instead of, like, right now, instead of, like, being like, oh, I'm off right now. Right. And I have all these things that I have to do. Like, I'm, I'm worried about Thursday. I'm, and I'm worried about Sunday. Got to get um, up at 6.15. I've got to get ready. i got to deal with my dad. Then we got to deal with the weather. we got to drive to the office. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So they say that it increases pass- pessimism. pessimism. So have I been more pessimistic? I don't know about that. I don't think so. No. Um, more angry. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've been more angry at all. Less patient, probably. Mm, maybe. Um, ditching parties and events. No. No. I'm still participating. She's a participant. I'm just tired. So do you remember ever being like burned out? Sure. I mean, you know, there's times where I loaded trucks for a living for, you know, I don't know, I was probably in a trailer for over 10 years and then working at shipping at 
and a warrior. Yeah, there there were times, obviously. I mean, every day was different, but it was always the same, if that makes sense. You know, some days were easier than others, depending on how busy everything was. And so, yeah, I do remember that. But it was like, well, you know, it's a job. It's what you got to do. You know, take care of your family. You know, I had two daughters. I got to take care of the kids. There's no way you're going to screw that up. Yeah. So you just go in, you do the thing. And, of course, I was getting paid then, too. Well, I mean, I'm getting paid. Right. No, absolutely. I've got great clients. Right. I love what I do. I'm just, so one of the things that I've taken a backseat is I also, I'm a writer. I write books. I write articles. Right. I write blogs. Like, I also, it's an income maker. Right. I am not really, like, I'm burned out on writing, but I'm burned out on writing. And I've kind of taken a hiatus from that. And I just had another publisher that came uh, emailed me the other day and said, hey, we want you to write this book. Are you interested? And, you know, they talk about small tasks feeling really heavy. And, you know, I haven't even responded to this person. You must respond. With I'm not going to. What? Because I don't have the mental capacity to do it. I can't force myself to do something when I'm in this burnout. You always get that way when you write a book anyway. You're, and, and mostly it's because you're on time restraints or time limits. They've got to have the book by the 1st of April or whatever. Yeah, and well, that's so, called So then you got to sit there deadlines. and you got to think, okay, right. What you've got to say, okay, when do I have time to do this? And am I in the mood to write when I do have the time? Yeah. And then you're looking at dates and you're worried and you're fretting and... So the first thing they say to help with it is to reduce the stressors in your life. <laughs> so where, where, where am I going to reduce that? Uh, put your dad in the home. No, that would just be more added responsibility okay. because it would be financial. So good. dad hasn't really been a problem lately. Okay. You say so. <laughs> um, get rid of digital clutter. So that is go through your emails, unclutter that. That's not a problem for me either. I've got 10,000 emails listed on my thing. I rarely look at my emails. Most of them are probably all ads. hope there's nothing important. Uh, say yes to the things that you only want to say yes to. I'm not over... I'm I'm not overly comp and I'm 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 not I'm protecting my time. I'm not so. jam-packed with a schedule. No, that's true. I, I'm not. So, you know, there's there's not that. Take breaks. I'm good at that. I'm taking a lot of breaks. Absolutely. And I still feel like I and there's then I, I never guess, enough breaks. I guess maybe it's a mental thing because now I'm feeling guilty for taking breaks. So I don't know. there's that. Um bring rituals into your life. Say what? Yeah, so Such as. chicken feathers. What? Just joking. Um, so what the hell did that mean? It was like rituals. I was thinking rituals. Like, like oh, wicked like, rituals. Like dancing naked under the moonlight yeah. or whatever. Okay, but well, that's that not really good, what but... they mean. Oh, okay. So it's like go for a walk after dinner every day. It's seven degrees out there. Go to crazy? the gym. What? Go take too much like work. Ten deep breaths. I can do that. That's every simple. Day. <sighs> Th there's that. So, like, find a routine, a healthy routine. Take a bubble bath. I, yeah, but you're saying find a healthy routine. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's back to routine. So, 
something it's more else that you're scheduling. Yeah, right. I mean, you got to add that on to your daily plan. Okay, well, it's not just doing this, doing that. Now I've got to make time to breathe fast or hard for but 10 you're, minutes. You're supposed to take things off your schedule and then you're supposed to add something to your I routine. don't get it. Rituals, <laughs> no, I'm not going for it. Um, be productive in the things that you love to do. Well, who's to say that you're doing what you, well, you're doing what you love to do, but I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, not everybody's doing what they love to do. I know. It's, it's So that true. doesn't make sense to me. Slow down. I could do that very well. Prioritize your self-care. So. Meaning? Um, meditation, disconnecting from work, breathing. Um, because it is, that has a, because if you're not getting enough oxygen to your brain, then, you know, you can set yourself up for, you know, being angry or drained. I don't know if I'm going for it. Get more rest. I can do that. To break the cycle, it's suggested that you commit to a restful and de-stressed weekend. That sounds cute. Oh, sounds amazing. Let's That's go on a cute. trip and doing whatever. Yeah, it's, it's in a real world. Um, maybe not, but in a fantasy land. Yeah, that's maybe. really, that's cute. Okay. Try to sleep in both days, this author says, and eat right. And occupy your time with relaxing activities that you rarely allow yourself to enjoy. Like if you want to read, read. But you know what? When you're in this burnout, you don't feel like you reading. You don't feel like doing anything but really honestly sleeping and just for a side note for myself because right. i know a lot of people are going through this too i have been to the doctor uh -huh. several times i've had my blood work checked the only thing that came up odd was that my vitamin d, d is incredibly low like it's dangerously no. low so i am on vitamin d so my thyroid's fine i don't have epstein bar uh, there's nothing. It came up weird. My blood work came up weird before, and they were kind of concerned, but now they're not. No, they're not. And so, uh, you know, that's the first thing that I think you should do if you're experiencing something that's odd is you go to the doctor because a lot of times it can be something that can be explained. For me, I'm on a. I talk to people on the other side, so apparently I'm just weird and nobody can understand this what's might wrong be with the me. Truth. Most people don't even want to go to the doctor, so. No, but you should, you know, if in, <sighs> if you're in this. it's They say, you know, burnout, it's a sign that something needs to be fixed. And it's by understanding it and what, how it's manifesting and you can kind of change it and counteract it. Yeah, but if and, you're working a bad job that you don't like or some kind of mundane job or, you know, you're doing whatever task that you don't want to be doing. You can and change. You can find something that you like better. Sometimes it's easier said than done, though. Sure. Life isn't easy. No. I mean, there was a lot of things I would rather be doing than loading trailers, but I had to load trailers because it paid well. Yeah. And you got to do what you've got to do. And I, honestly, I didn't mind it. I mean, yeah, sure, it was physical work, but I, that was not a problem. I think you can make fun in any occupation that you're in you can you can attempt to I have did. fun i think that's the way you know yeah you get burned out you want days off you want a vacation you look forward to whatever but uh then again in retail you know that's you never know what's going to happen you've got to work overtime got to work the weekend got to work the day after thanksgiving whatever blah 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 there's always something but 
Yeah, retail's really tough because you're worst. dealing with absolute worst. The energy of people, like there's I mean, I deal with people too, but I love my people. Yeah. But dealing with like the public or dealing with orders. Yeah, sometimes I'm not so it's bad. exhausting. Yeah. And I'm such an empath, which we should talk about in another podcast on really what that is. But in a Cliff Notes version, it's somebody who picks up on the energy of other people mm -hmm. and sometimes carries that energy and it's not your own energy that you're carrying. So like if you're upset, I might be upset. If you're happy, I'll be happy. It's it's like a furnace filter or vice okay. versa. All right. If you're drunk, I get drunk. Yeah, I have another sip. <laughs> As he takes a sip of a raspberry margarita. But it is so sometimes it's that, but you know, life is life is tough. And I don't know if it's ever not tough, you know, all of the time. I've always said there is no gravity. The earth sucks. It's true. So, I mean, you have to make, you have to deal with what you're dealing with. I, I've so, and I'm not, I'm complaining, but I'm not complaining because I've got clients and we've got friends and family that have, you know, horrific diseases and are dealing well, with a lot. I always say it could always be worse. It could. Doesn't matter how bad you have it now. It could always be worse. But it could always be better. True. Too. But it could always be it worse. It could always be worse. So you kind of have to be grateful for where you're at right yeah. now. Jose Cuervo is making you grateful and happy. I am grateful. Right now. Thank God for Jose Cuervo. But I am ready to go to sleep. Sleep. It's going to say to bed. And I'm so tired of being tired. Tired of being tired. So on that note, we will be taking. <laughs> I'm so depressed now. Next next week off. Yeah, next week off, going on vacation. We are so she might not be burned out, folks. We'll see. Oh no, I'll be burned out. She'll be burned out because this isn't a sit by the pool, sit on the beach, and read a book. Uh, no, vacation. it's like let's get there before the fast pass moves on. <laughs> let's get on the bus with every other tourist. Oh, let's go by the old people with scooters. Yeah, that seems to be a lot of screaming kids. What was I kids. thinking? What were you thinking? Where are we going? We're going to Disney, Disney World. World. And we're only going for four days. Four days. And the day after we land, I have clients. She's got clients. For like seven days straight. Uh, and I don't know who made your schedule, but I know it wasn't. I me. have a horrible boss. You've got an awful boss. Terrible boss. Man. But after a couple of weeks, I do have like a week something off and I have to work on a current book. I was going to say, you got to work on a book. I do. Jeez. So full circle. It's it's a con. It's never ending, folks. It's However, ending. our daughter is coming home from Alaska. That's true. So I am, you know, that is one thing. So we talk about making changes. Right. When you're in burnout mode. I have tried to, tried to Try shut to. my phone off. Yeah. And kind of not answer work emails like after 7 p.m. Because she does it all the time. Unless it's like a scheduling emergency, yes. which I had the other night. But I can't be connected all of the time. No, and I've always said that. And I think that is part of my burnout is that they think that I'm like a robot. Yep. Jump to it. We snap, you jump. And this weather... 
you know, I had people that were concerned about weather Snow, and schedules. And and now I'm rescheduling people. So just adding on to later on. Oh, and I think next year I'm going to take like a couple weeks off in January. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to attempt to do just that. I don't know. Because I can't do this. Thank God. Historically, I am. I, I mean, it's the month my mom passed. That kind of plays with that too. January is the worst month because it's over the holidays. You got to pay the bills from the holidays. Usually the weather pretty much sucks, at least here in Michigan it does. It's cold, it's depressing, gray. it's gray. I always had the January blues. I used to always get it. I was depressed all month, but I haven't been the last couple of years. You're stealing my sunshine. That's what's happening. Oh, sounds like a song. Stealing sunshine. <laughs> I have one of those happy lights. I need to pull that out maybe. There you go. But maybe the Florida. I was hoping my vitamin D prescription of 50,000. Rays of sunshine. Whatever it is that I'm doing. It'll probably rain for four days. In the, uh, Stop. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't jinx us. Jinx. Jinx. No, it's so supposed to be nice. We'll, so I'm hoping that the vitamins that I'm taking and... Maybe the, the happy we, light and the, time that we the going to Florida yeah. will help me Praise so Lord. that I don't want to sleep for 16 hours mm. a day. Mm. It is. It's a lot of effort. Like, I don't want to go from here to there. I have laundry I got to put away. I don't care. I don't want to. Just don't care. I don't care. I, mean, I got stuff to do, too, but it's like, eh, whatever. I don't care. It is what it is. You don't think yours is burnout, though? No, it's just motivation. Laziness. Motivation. <laughs> there is a difference between the big difference. Burnout and lazy. Motivation. <laughs> I go up there in the room and go in the little man cave. I look at it and say, oh, the hell with oh, it. Forget it. Why even bother? So this is Christy Robinette. <laughs> this is Chuck Robinette. I believe in you. Okay. This is the Robinette's dust. It is. Hope that you're not experiencing yeah. burnout. I hope everyone's okay. Yes. Take care. Thanks again for listening to The Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode.